Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and we're going to discuss ear hematomas. Ear hematomas, also called an oral hematoma, is a fluid-filled pocket on the inside of your dog's ear flap. There are tiny blood vessels in the pinna, or the floppy part of your pet's ears. And when something causes these little vessels to rupture, it can result in bleeding under the skin and a little, or big, blood and pus-filled pocket to develop. Ear hematomas are most commonly seen in floppy-eared dogs, but they can occur in any breed, and occasionally even in cats. Most dogs develop ear hematomas from shaking their heads or scratching at their ears as a result of allergies or something that's causing really intense itching. An ear infection can also cause your pet to scratch and dig at his ears. Even vigorous head shaking is oftentimes enough just to cause those tiny blood vessels to rupture and for a hematoma to form. So can striking the ear flap against, uh, let's say, a coffee table or something. If your pet is just naturally shaking and happens to catch the edge of his ear flap, that's enough to create ear trauma and bleeding under the skin. Other causes of ear hematomas include injury to the ear flap for some other trauma or fashion. So, for instance, a dog fight can create that, as well as inflammation or infection of the ear itself. So a middle or inner ear infection can also create a secondary head shaking. The presence of a foreign body or something abnormal stuck in the ear can also create shaking as well as a parasitic ear infection such as ear mites. Once bleeding under the skin begins, it creates irritation, which of course will make your dog shake his head even more as they can tell that there's something definitely wrong with their ear flap. In fact, oftentimes you'll see the pet turn their head to the heavier side because they can tell that their ear flap is abnormal. It's very pendulous and can be, I think, quite irritating for them. If the problem isn't addressed immediately and blood and other fluids continue to accumulate under the skin, then the hematoma can actually become really large to the point of actually blocking off the opening of the ear canal. It's not uncommon for ear hematomas to rupture while the dog is shaking his head as well. And this is a huge mess. Blood is sprayed everywhere all over the place, but hopefully you're not gonna let your pet get to the point where it ruptures because that means that the ear is incredibly full of blood. Ear hematomas are usually very obvious, and so your veterinarian can usually diagnose it just by examining your pet's ear. A swollen, warm, squishy area over the ear flap usually indicates a small hematoma. And obviously, a hot, really firm feel can indicate the presence of a really big hematoma that affects the entire pinna or the entire ear flap and makes your pet absolutely miserable. Treatment for an ear hematoma involves not only resolving the swelling, but also determining what caused the problem in the first place, which I'll discuss in a minute. There are a few different procedures your veterinarian might use to treat an ear hematoma. Hematomas can be resolved with surgery, but many pet parents want to try other approaches first. One such approach is aspiration, in which a syringe is inserted into the fluid-filled pocket to draw out the fluid, or a tiny nick is made or lanced and allows the fluid to come out. Aspiration is a relatively inexpensive procedure, and uh, oftentimes owners really want to do this, but there's always a downside to aspiration. The most frequent result is that this um, pocket that remains empty fills right back up, and then this mess, uh, the oozing, of course, is perpetual, and you might be 24 hours of happily content that your dog's ear is decreased in size, but because the situation isn't necessarily fixed, the ear tends to fill right back up. If you opt to take this approach, just be aware that multiple aspirations are usually needed to actually drain the fluid out repetitively, and you'll never completely drain all of the fluid out of the ear. There's also, of course, a risk that you could introduce infection into the aspiration site. 
In addition, while you're waiting for the fluid inside the hematoma to resolve, oftentimes there's a clotting that takes place. And so scar tissue is already forming. So even though a little bit of fluid can be drained out, if the fluid and blood is clotted in the ear, you actually can aspirate nothing, even though um, the ear is full of blood. So it's like a blood clot instead of fluid. Years ago, I had a dog patient with an ear hematoma, and the owner was very adamant about not wanting surgery, which I totally understand. She insisted that I lance the ear, and um, she planned to go home and use some herbs to follow up uh, in assisting healing, which sounds great, but I did warn her that the hematoma would probably continue to bleed after I lanced it. Of course, the ear temporarily looked better. So when she left the hospital, she was wildly happy. She went home um, uh, with the ear being normal size, but... She called the next morning and said that the dog had spent the entire evening and night shaking and that her entire house looked like a crime scene because there was just blood everywhere, which unfortunately is not uncommon. She had been online, so she came back the next day and she wanted a vent or it's a stint put in the ear. And this is something that you read about online. And I explained that certainly that's a second option that some veterinarians use. They sew a little cannula into the ear. So it's a one-way vent that allows the blood and fluid to come out. Uh, however, it doesn't fix the mess problem. So every single time the dog would shake his head, additional fluid would come out, which means there's this really difficult mess you have to deal with for many, many days or weeks. The owner wound up bringing the dog back the next day for surgery, and the dog healed without incident. But I tell you this story because it's really important to know that if you wait to do the surgery to correct the ear hematoma, each day that goes by before you correct the underlying issue, the pinna or the flappy part of your pet's ear is going to develop scarring. And scarring is a very common cosmetic outcome that's unavoidable if you let the hematoma go on for a long period of time. Another less common but very successful approach to treating an ear hematoma is actually medical leaching. Now, there are several different veterinary disorders that can be very effectively treated with leeches. Sounds gross, but believe it or not, incredibly effective. And part of the reason is that leeches, of course, um, do a great job of removing stagnant blood. Leeching is minimally invasive, and there's little to no discomfort involved thanks to an anesthetic substance that's naturally found in leech saliva. So when a leech feeds, it can remove one to two tablespoons of blood per feeding, which is actually pretty darn good. The site will continue to ooze a little bit after the leech falls off, usually a day or two. And as soon as the leech attaches to the treatment area, it begins to release saliva into the wound that actually causes the animal's blood to continue to flow. So it helps remove even clotted blood sometimes. Uh, and it does a nice job of removing all of the fluid within the ear. As the leech is feeding uh, and removing this extra blood in your dog's pinna, the leech is also releasing anti-inflammatory and antibiotic uh, solutions that are naturally found in the, in the leech's saliva, which is kind of interesting. So you get a natural antibiotic effect from the leech. The saliva also has properties that stimulate blood circulation from the wound site and provides analgesic and vasodilator effects. So it's actually a very healthy way to treat an ear hematoma. Animals tolerate leech therapy very well, and there's no reason dogs can't move around during the treatment. However, it's important that you watch the dog because your dog may end up wanting to shake or paw at the ear and you don't want the leech to fall off. Of course, medical leeching should be done by someone who's trained to do it, which can be difficult to find, but it's a great solution if you can find a practitioner that does it. There are a number of surgical techniques veterinarians use to resolve ear hematomas as well. All of them involved draining the hematoma and then placing multiple sutures in the deflated ear flap to create an adhesion between the skin and the cartilage. So it's this space uh, where the blood fills up that veterinarians will open up, drain the blood, and then suture the cartilage to the skin. 
So picture a quilt and the ear flap in, in a sense is quilted or close together with sutures so that blood or fluid can't reaccumulate in that space. In some cases, bandages are applied after the surgery, but not always. Sutures are left in for a long time, up to three weeks, to intentionally create scarring in the area, which will prevent the ear flap from filling back up. All surgical options, unfortunately, will result in some degree of scarring because that's the goal. Scarring becomes unavoidable if the hematoma has existed for many days or weeks prior to the surgery because the underlying cartilage has been damaged. Surgery will not fix the underlying cartilage damage. So the more scarring that occurs, the more crinkled the ear flap will be after surgery. If the pet's ear hematoma is never addressed, in addition to being incredibly uncomfortable and painful for many weeks to months, the intense scarring is totally unavoidable. And actually, in some cases, the entire ear flap will crinkle up and shrivel up to be really, really tiny. And that's just a, a sequelae of an untreated ear hematoma. Treatment of ear hematomas involves not only resolving the swelling, but also determining what created the problem in the first place. If there's an underlying cause for the ear irritation and head shaking, it's important that your veterinarian investigates all those potential underlying issues and treats the root cause of the hematoma to, of course, prevent it from occurring. If there's trauma or injury to the ear flap, obviously the wound will need to be treated. But most of the time, the underlying cause is an ear infection or an intense systemic allergic response. And in often situations, and many times, both of those things are going on. The animal has an ear infection that uh, can come about secondarily to an underlying allergy that created massive inflammation in the ear canals. Your pet's ear will be examined with an otoscope and cleaned out, of course. The discharge will be microscopically examined for the presence of bacteria or yeast or mites. Anything that could create an underlying irritation that causes your pet to scratch or shake will be evaluated. If there's a ton of bacteria on the swab, a culture will be performed to determine what infection's present and obviously what medication is going to be most effective in resolving the infection. If the problem is allergies, which usually means there's more symptoms than just the one ear issue, you'll need to figure out what your pet is allergic to if possible. This means eliminating the source of the problem, whether it's a dietary issue or an environmental allergic response. Sometimes, especially if you have a dog with very long floppy ears, let's say like a basset hound, there's just a tremendous amount of debris that can accumulate in a pet's ears naturally, which can precipitate irritation and inflammation. Once the canal has been thoroughly cleaned out, it's really important that you check ears regularly and clean them as often as necessary to make sure that your dog's ears stay dry and clean. In particular, you should give them a thorough cleaning and ensure that they're thoroughly dry after swimming and baths to help prevent an ear hematoma from developing.